You're listening to Once, Episode 50, Final Season 2 Theories. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. We have finally all four of us together again. Together again. What's happening? <laughs> Daniel's doing his little dance. <laughs> yes, it is great to have all all of us back together again and just perfect timing because once upon a time big news here if no one jeremy how far away is it oh <gasps> you don't have it up already. three days 11 hours <laughs> six minutes and six ah! seconds on september 30th at 9 or 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m cent or 8 p- how does it work 8 slash 7 central once slash. upon a time returns now very important though if you want to watch Once Upon a Time, then you, if you're going to watch it on TV, then also make sure that you watch an hour early because starting at 7 p.m., which is 6 central, <laughs> there will be a special on ABC and it will be hosted by, I, I think it's hosted by the guy that plays Sidney Glass. And it will be a special about Once Upon a Time reviewing like what's come before and I think some stuff with the cast. It'll be really cool. So you'll want to check that out. So start if you're recording or DVRing or anything like that, then start it an hour early. We're going to be watching an hour early. We'll have the chat room open. And we'll be having a party. Yes. Party, party, party for this. Because we are so party. happy. <laughs> I can hardly contain my party. <laughs> we are so happy that Once Upon a Time is finally coming back and so looking forward to it. So Please join us in the chat room when we have our live chats during the live airing of the TV show. So we'll be doing that starting at this time at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's 6 Central. Uh, Mountain Time and uh, Pacific Time people, sorry, since we get to see it first, since Eastern and Central people get to see the show first, it won't quite work to join the chat room. You probably don't want to be spoiled, but check that out. And when we tweet stuff, we won't be tweeting spoilers, so you don't have to worry about that either. But East Coast people and Central Time people, please don't tweet spoilers, just for the sake of everyone else. So we've got a lot of t- stuff to talk about today. A lot of uh, awesome ideas, s- last final thoughts about season two before season two actually starts. But before we do, I want to say huge thank you to, again, Sandra for donating to support this episode of Once Podcast. She has been so gracious and generous to supporting the show, and that really helps because it does cost to run the podcast and the server and the forums and host the podcast episodes and all of that. So we appreciate every donation we receive, and uh, Sandra has sent in donations for quite a while, so we really appreciate that. Thanks, Sandra. Thank Thank you, Sandra. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor and also sponsor an episode yourself. We've got some fantastic theories. The season returns this Sunday, September 30th. So I wanted to take this moment to have a non-spoiler, no spoilers whatsoever in this conversation. Now, some of these theories may prove right, some maybe not. So we'll see 
how this goes with the feedback that we receive. So it starts out with an email from Tim, also known as August W. Booth in the chat room. He said, uh, here uh, with his theory, he said, here's the first one. Will the new episode start with Storybrooke or the flashback? Now, by flashback, he means Enchanted Forest or somewhere in fairy tale land. What do you guys think? First question. Do you think it'll start in Storybrooke? Because we saw the finale was the red smoke of magic coming, bringing red. magic or purple. Purple. <laughs> Very purpley. So, do you think we're going to pick up right from there in Storybrooke? Or do you think we're going to pick up in Fairytale Land? Storybrooke. Storybrooke. That's what I'm thinking, too, because in um, that, that was the major cliffhanger of the finale, was what was happening in Storybrooke. So I'm anticipating that they're going to show just a few minutes before, remind us what happened, and then like the next thing is the camera right after the smoke has passed it. I would kind of hope so. Unless they were going to jump forward in time or something and show us something down the road and then jump back. Yeah, like everybody in the Enchanted Forest. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and in the chat room, when we do the show live on Wednesday evenings, now at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, that's GMT minus four, they're, most of them are saying, it looks like all of them yeah, are saying Storybrooke, Storybrooke, Storybrooke. And yeah, that makes, that makes good sense that it'll start in Storybrooke. So here are some of his other uh, ideas and some things that Tim wants to see. He says, number one, of course, we will see the rest of the final battle against Regina and George. We need to find out what James means by the line that she is no longer a queen. I'd forgotten about that line in the pilot episode. I, actually, it wasn't. Was it James or was it Snow? But It was Snow. Yeah, Snow had said at the wedding, she said, she's no longer a queen. She already lost. No. Well, those words were spoken. Okay. Yeah. She said, she's not a queen anymore. She's nothing but an evil witch. (laughs) (laughs) So, what happened there? And I don't know why he puts in here George, because it seemed like Regina and George's dealings were finished. But maybe he's thinking that there are uh, some extra things. Um. Then number two, will Emma get a true love? And if so, whom? A, Henry's father, whoever he is. B, Graham. He is dead, so I don't believe that they will bring him back. C, August, if and when he comes back. No. He is my choice. D, who said that? The email uh, or you? Tim said okay. that. August W. Booth. Uh, D, Jefferson. Believe it or not, I have read some fictions where... Jefferson and Emma are paired together and they creep me out. <laughs> so do you, th- I think she will get a love interest. Who do you guys think that'll be? Someone we haven't met. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Great input. Jenny. We know there are going to be new characters and I won't give any spoilers, but it's obvious to guess, to know that new characters will come. So we don't know uh, who those characters will be, but um, one of them probably will be a love interest. By the way, I looked up that quote. 
Snow White says she's not a queen anymore. She's nothing, nothing more than an evil witch. And then Prince Charming says, you're wasting your time. You've already lost. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Thank you for correcting that. It's been a while since I watched the pilot, even during our rewatch. It was several weeks ago. If they continue with flashbacks to fairy tale land, if, if they continue with the same storytelling mechanism, if you will, that they had last year, I've been wondering if they're going to pick up in, in fairy tale land where they left off too with battles and things. Or if they were just sort of wrapping up that story by acknowledging that there was more to do, but they weren't really going to do it. Hmm. I assumed we'd see them fighting, but maybe maybe that's all stuff that was... It depends on if there's anything new to learn in that time period. I think there would be, because that yeah, that end was, let's take back the kingdom. So I think that would be kind of cool for them to show... How do they take back the kingdom? Well, it would be cool to show, but would it serve a purpose in the storytelling is my question. I think it could because there would be a battle in Fairytale Land and a battle in Storybrooke. I mean, that's what I think. I think we're leading up to a yeah. battle in season two. More parallels. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And it is true. We do need... It is... What am I trying to say? We were surprised to see George alive, King George, in mm-hmm. Storybrooke. So we still kind of, I would like to know what happened to him. How was he? We get, when Charming proposed, they were kind of like, well, what about the problem of Regina and King George? And, and really, what, is, what did happen? How did they take back the kingdom? I would like to know. Yeah. And they brought this up in the chat room once upon a time, fan did. That did the curse happen before they took back the kingdom? No, it definitely happened after because right. everything that happens in a castle with Snow White and Prince Charming happens in King George's castle. So they have the kingdom back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I assumed that that was all done by the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. At least. We don't know how long passes. Probably like six months or so. Mm-hmm. Maybe less. If I were them, I would probably not wait too long to get married after taking back the kingdom. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Maybe that was their victory thing. They storm the castle, then get married. <laughs> <laughs> Sword fighting in a wedding dress. <laughs> exactly. His number three point here is, I want to see more of Storybrooke's kids. Surely there could be more than Henry, Grace, and Hansel and Gretel. Also, it could be that Henry and Gretel, or Hansel and Grace, uh, then it could be That's HG and HG. What were Lulz. Hansel? What were Hansel and Gretel's storybook Couples. names? Oh, that's right. That um, Ava and Nicholas. Yes, thank you. So it could be Ha and. N- what are you trying to do right doing? now? <laughs> initials. That's right. You're trying talking to about. pronounce initials. Okay. You're trying to pronounce HG HG. Here, here are Tim's <laughs> predictions for future fairy tales: Robin Hood, The Pied Piper. Whichever uh, from the book has been published, possibly The Three Pigs or The Gingerbread Man. <laughs> Three Pigs. Since now, this is from the perspective of. <gasps> what if Dr. Wales, The Gingerbread Man? <laughs> <laughs> that would 
would be hilarious. It would, it would kind of explain why he's so confused as soon as the curse is <laughs> Why am I not a cookie? <laughs> Where have I got my buttons? <laughs> he continues, and this is within the framework of Once Upon a Time and what we've seen happen. He continues saying, since the Greek myths are real, for example, Midas and uh, the gold, then Greek gods are real. And this is within this universe that we're assuming here for Once Upon a Time. Therefore, I want to see them interacting, also possibly gods of other long-forgotten faiths, like the Norse gods. As to other worlds, we need to see the Neverland, we need to see Neverland, Wonderland, obviously. And did we see the chocolate factory door, the door to Narnia? I don't want to go, I don't want Narnia, though, because I do not want them to taint Aslan. No. So thank you very much for that feedback, Tim. Some great points there and ideas of what might be coming. Yes, thank you. And by the way, I'll throw that out there. I really love real names from our listeners, even if it's just a first name, but something so that I can distinguish you from characters on the show (laughs) (laughs) or the name of the show. This is a bunch of theories from the Storybrooke Observer expectations. Oh, by the way, we will be taking live calls during this episode, too. So at some point, we may pause and uh, decide to take in a live call from someone and discuss theories for a couple minutes or some things that might come up. But this comes in from Storybrooke Observer, one of our newer listeners, says, Greetings, Daniel. Not the stable boy, Daniel. The other one, Jenny, (laughs) Jeremy, and Dan. I am known across the web as the Storybook Observer. I've been catching up on your brilliant slash fantastic podcast all summer long and finally caught up. If any of your listeners also listen to the Fringe podcast hosted by Clint and Daryl, you may remember me as the Raggedy Observer. (laughs) Which, by the way, Daryl is an awesome guy. I got to meet him recently and he recorded a little intro bit for this podcast. I've just never played it yet. Oh, nice. Now for my once theories and observations. Regina's dream. Is her dream more prophetic than Nightmare? Remember the episode just before the finale where she had that dream where everyone tied her to the tree and the rotten apples? (laughs) If it were, that would be awesome. (laughs) Now that everyone remembers who they are, maybe they will want revenge, i.e. Mother Superior telling Regina to hide at the end of season one finale, World Without Magic. What do you guys think? The look on Regina's face did not say, I still need to hide mm-hmm. <laughs> after seeing what was happening. Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that little smirk with the magic coming. <laughs> it's saying, watch out. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> magic smirk. <laughs> then she's got another point. Doctor who? I believe Dr. Whale is Peter Pan. Why? He has a childlike faith, a childlike face. (laughs) (laughs) I believe I can fly with pixie dust. (laughs) He has a childlike face. He was chasing all the storybook women last season. Wendy, anyone? And the perfect curse for the boy who never grows up is to grow up and become a doctor responsible for an entire town full of fairy tale characters. Interesting. I think the most appealing theory to me now, Frankenstein. 
that's the most appealing to you. I mean, that I think makes the most sense based on what some people have said. I was thinking before that, Wizard of Oz or maybe Captain Nemo. I hope you're wrong. Frankenstein is not exactly a beloved anything. (laughs) True. (laughs) But maybe he changes. It's Frankenstein. He's a doctor, so he goes... (laughs) I don't know. I don't like that idea. I'm sorry, Daniel. (laughs) I don't like it. Next point. The fate of August. You guys have said dead is dead, but I ask you, is wood wood? Have we seen the blue fairy turned Pinocchio from wood to a real boy due to his sacrifice last season? So now that magic is in Storybrooke, could history repeat itself? Well, yeah. I, I think he'll be alive. Who kills Pinocchio? Magic, it's coming. You can, hit, Cricket, you can kill course. the huntsman. I'm not sure you can kill Pinocchio, especially before you've explored his story a little bit more and maybe finished it. So, yeah, I don't think he's dead. I think he's just wooden for now. <laughs> so, do you think they're gonna you're gonna see him come back alive, or do you think that he's gonna be wood as soon as we start the series? Okay, here's my theory. Now that I've had time to think about it, I think Dan he's going to be wood. For this entire season. I think it will be... Kind Expensive? Of a... No. They're not going to do it. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll have this wooden puppet. No, I mean, he's not going to be walking around. This is all my theory, that he's not going to be walking around. He's not going to be a figure in season two. But at some point, because magic is weird in our world, at some point, they'll be trying to bring him back, but can't because magic works differently here. And then maybe later this season, maybe next season... Maybe they bring him back. Something happens that brings him back. Maybe. Because I I really don't think you can say, like like um, Storybrooke Observer here is saying, dead is dead. Yes. We all agree on that. I don't think he's dead. Exactly. But I also think that he'll be back right away. Okay. Because <laughs> Emma said, how do we stop this? He said, break the curse. I think they're going to turn him into his own coffin. Cut him up. <laughs> That's morbid. They could at least make a nice dishware, uh, tableware set out of him. How about wooden spoons for Rumpelstiltskin to ride upon? Mm. <laughs> Another point here. Magic is coming. Will magic have a new set of rules in our world since our world is the world without magic? And will there be limitations? What do you guys think? Well, I think the old rules would be a little boring, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, maybe. Who knows? I think... Is it really going to even happen? Yeah, I think it will. But <laughs> I, I think, yeah, magic is in our world now, but it's unpredictable. I wonder if Rumpelstiltskin knows that. Probably. He seems to know more than Regina at any given time. Jenny, Dan, any thoughts there? Nope. <laughs> so just saying if magic in our world is going to be a lot different than magic in yeah, our world. Yeah, different sets of rules. Could maybe dead not be dead? No. But, no, I think that's a rule throughout all the magical world universe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I hope so. Yeah. I think it's going to have similar rules, but it's going to, it's probably going to be I don't know. Do you think it's really going to be, go beyond Storybrooke, or do you think it's going to stay within Storybrooke? Is it going to expand to like New York or other <laughs> other I mean, that's what I'm, I'm wondering. It would be Boston. Boston, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
I think it'll stay in Storybrooke. It would be interesting if it goes into other worlds. Interesting, but I don't know that it would be. Um, But I think we already know magic in our world is unpredictable. I want to see Regina try to like curse someone and it backfire on her. (laughs) I, I should. I sort of wonder, and I wondered this before under different theories that I had, whether they would even really stay in Storybrooke or keep the story in Storybrooke. Either at the beginning or at some point in the season, they could end up scattered. It felt sort of like if everybody knows who everybody else is and they've got magic, they're going to be fighting this war. Why would you stay in this little tiny town if you could leave? So maybe they can't leave for some reason. Why wouldn't they be able to leave, though? Because the curse has been broken. Well... Regina could probably whip something up. Unless <laughs> there's something about Rumpelstiltskin's new thing that implements another boundary of some mm-hmm. sort. Phase two of the curse or something. Yeah. Maybe. Because he's, he created the whole thing, so... Mm-hmm. He's planning a trip. True. I assume we'll see that. Maybe he's the only one who can come and go. Maybe. So do you think this curse is going to be here until the very final season? Of Once Upon a Time I, in I, some I, way, like it's going to always be, always be connected or do you, because I mean, I got the impression that it was over, but. Yeah. And the producers have said the series was not going to always be about the curse. Right. They wanted to move on from that. That's like the season in the official podcast, episode three, they talked about this a little bit. They said season one was primarily about the curse. So season two, and this is now my theory, season two is going to be now the consequences of magic in our world. Will they be able to leave Storybook? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm sure we'll see that happen or see someone try. Another point here from Storybook Observer, the prodigal father. Is Henry, uh, young Henry that is, is Henry's father a fairy tale character? Balefire, for instance, and will he be making an appearance in Storybrooke this year? I think that would be a major coincidence. I just do. But I wouldn't put it past them because leave it to Emma to find the only other Storybrooke character besides August outside of Storybrooke. I think it would be a major coincidence if he is. You know what bugs me? Everyone's thinking, who is Emma going to be with? Who Who is Emma going to be with? Mm-hmm. But why not want him to be with Balefire to be with her son's real father yeah because i mean they're always like oh let's you know pick this person pick that person um i wonder if it'd be neat to have them reconnect and then them have to fight for the love that they have for each other and it'll have to grow and come together but i don't know her finding a different guy every season is like (laughs) really guys how about she pursue the one that you know she started with and then re i don't know reunite you know i do appreciate that the writers did not make a romance between august and emma Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there was never even that kind of feel it was just like brother sister kind of feel or buddies never any kind of romantic thing between them i liked that they did that because then it's showing that she's not just bouncing from guy to guy Storybook Observer continues, there is more than one of everything. Will Emma travel down the rabbit hole or Jefferson's hat and venture into Oz or Wonderland? I think that all those nods to Oz we got last year may be paid off this year. What do you guys think? 
I think so. <laughs> Especially if Dr. Whale is the Wizard Trying of Oz. Trying to figure Oz. out how to do an Oz version of a cricket. <laughs> uh, yeah, I well, we saw flying monkeys way too many times for them to not go there at some point. Somewhere. I mean, in the book, if not actually saw them. Hmm. Somewhere, it was either on Twitter or in our forums over at onespodcast.com slash forums. Uh, someone was talking, uh, raised the point of the witches from the Wizard of Oz. And I, in all my thinking about the Wizard of Oz, I was thinking of Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, and I was completely forgetting the witches. So those mm-hmm. could be a couple of characters, interesting characters. And uh, yeah, other worlds probably. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. <laughs> you guys have <laughs> seemed a bit against time travel being used in Once Upon a Time. I, for one, am mystified by this as I believe it would fit perfectly within the worlds of the show. Well, it already happened. Yeah. It did. The Apple time traveled. It, it world traveled. <laughs> it world traveled, but it time traveled. Yes. But, well, okay. If it world traveled, Daniel, then they would have had to jump time in order to get to our world. Here's what I don't want to see. Time travel within a world. So, this goes back to why I don't want to see historical characters in Once Upon a Time, like Pocahontas. They have to either explain eternal life, immortality, or (laughs) there has to be some kind of time travel within the world. And I do not like that idea of time travel within a world. I kind of agree. It depends on how they do it. And that's why I'm so adamant on the dead is dead thing, because there have to be rules or the story just falls apart because there are too many solutions to any problem that's presented if you're not careful. And then no matter what they do with the story, somebody can sit at home and go, well, why didn't they just blah, blah, blah? And then you go, oh, they could have done that. They should have done that. So you have to have rules to keep too many solutions to the problems from being possible. Right. So that's why time travel starts to be a problem. But you can, I mean, anytime somebody does time travel, you can make up all sorts of rules to keep it from (laughs) causing too big of a problem. And the idea of time travel isn't really in fairy tales anyway. Uh, no, I guess not. Like restoring youth or freezing time, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, that I can Time think of. traveling differently, like Alice in Wonderland, that she spent days down there and then woke up. Or when she came back up, it was only a few minutes later. Uh, that kind of thing. Or traveling between worlds, like Wizard of Oz. Uh, going from Kansas to Oz and uh, our world to Wonderland, that kind of stuff. But no actual time travel no. that I can think of. I mean, with a middleman, and by middleman, I mean middle realm, it seems like it should be possible if you can pick what time in your destination you're coming out. If that makes sense. Emma and Pinocchio went through the tree moments before everybody else was affected by the curse and they came out 28 years earlier than everybody else so right hmm? well no, storybook was frozen for 28 yeah, years time's been frozen never yep. mind and we know never that, mind well just for clarification <laughs> it's been a long summer it's been guys. a long summer <laughs> for clarification in any in case anyone's wondering we got confirmation that storybook has been here also for 28 years right yeah because and I jefferson that. I said that forgot <laughs> jefferson said i've been here for 28 years so we know that 
and uh, the fact that Rumpelstiltskin said that on her 28th birthday she would come back, but that doesn't necessarily indicate the time. But yeah, um, Pinocchio and Emma came to our world about the same time that the curse brought everyone else. So the only reason we've assumed that you could come through at a different time is because of Balefire. Right. And we're assuming that he's not going to be this ancient person. Right. So... Yeah, my theory is he came through either at the same time or he came through around the time of the curse being broken or somewhere in between. Maybe Rumpelstiltskin's recipe couldn't be so accurate that it would come to our world or just being a man and he never grew up that's an interesting <laughs> that thought. would take away time time travel or that <laughs> but so maybe even in the timeline of our world he hasn't even arrived yet could be that but would be interesting for rumpelstiltskin to be deceived by august rumpelstiltskin or he would Mr. at least Gold, not know that yeah must have been in some way expecting bay to be about august's age mm-hmm. but he was also or not knowing it what age it bit. would be he would be. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe that's because he knows that he might have come up slightly off in the time. Or maybe he hit it right on and that's what age he thinks he is. So uh, then Storybook Observer ends by saying, thanks for the marvelous podcast, guys. And here's hoping for many, many, many more from the Storybook Observer. Thank you so much, Storybook Observer, yeah, for sending that in. Some great thoughts there and questions. But we still have a time traveling apple. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. It's a turnover now. <laughs> <laughs> it's moldy now. Well, maybe not. Then we got this email in from once fan Aaron. She says, hi, Daniel. Here are some of my theories for season two. Please let me. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a personal note there. Uh-huh. Now that the dark curse has been broken, here are a few theories I have about season two. Number one. Snow, James, and Emma are finally reunited as a family. I think Emma could have some resentment towards her parents for giving her up, but eventually forgive them as time goes on. Emma has never had a real family before, so it will be interesting to see what happens. I don't think Henry realized in season one that Mary Margaret slash Snow and James slash David are his grandparents. I think he will get to know them and they'll become close. I think Henry does know that Snow is his grand Snow and James or Mary Margaret and David are his grandparents. Yeah, he would have yeah, to because he said that Mary Margaret is Emma's mother. Unless Regina's lied to him about how family trees work all these years, <laughs> <laughs> they don't go. Well, they down. didn't have family trees in Storybrooke. Time was frozen, <laughs> so a, he might not. There's a Storybrooke tree, which might be very iconic. We might discover why. The tree like that. The very I knew I was related thing. to Emma, and I knew Emma was related to you, but I didn't know I was related to you. But I hear a lot of people saying they're so looking forward to that uh, reunion of Snow, James, and Emma together, because that will be yes. neat. Assuming it gets to happen. I still, I'm just not holding my breath. Maybe it will happen in the middle of town. And then Rumpelstiltskin comes walking in with all of his power and then starts wrecking everything, interrupting the happy reunion. I'm trying. Or Regina comes out. You know, I've always wondered whether everyone would still remember after the stinking magic purpleness hit them or not. I think it'd be a big letdown if they forget. Yeah, they would be. Aaron's number two point. My next theory theory 
involves Regina. With the curse broken and magic now coming to Storybrooke, Regina most likely already has a plan B to get her happy ending back. Based on Regina's evil grin at the end of A Land Without Magic, that's the finale episode, upon seeing the purple cloud engulf Storybrooke, she knows all is not lost. I agree. Mm -hmm. She now thinks, ha, I'm the winner again here. I know about magic. Here comes magic. I know how to use it. But then again, Mm -hmm. she might not be thinking of how magic is a bit unpredictable in our world. I want to see magic backfire on her. That would be so cool. (laughs) Don't you think if you're Rumpelstiltskin and you wrote a curse and then you let someone else use that curse and chain and prison you into a world that you created still, but still you gave them power to imprison you in this world. And then you have a rewrite basically that trumps everything else and puts everything back. So you have power now, which happened at the end. Mm -hmm. Don't you think you would probably have some loophole? So you'd prison your evil enemy, (laughs) arch enemy that or yeah, or magic not work as well for her. Because remember, there's been this constant power struggle between Rumpelstiltskin and Regina. They've alluded to it several times in skin deep. Um, they, especially in that episode, they talked about it where Rumpelstiltskin said things like, you'll never be more powerful than me, dearie, and all of that. So yeah, there's a power struggle. So yeah, I think you're right. There, he's probably got something in there that makes him the only one who's able to use magic well, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe he likes he can't the struggle. So yeah. he might just, you know, welcome that. But I was just thinking if I was him, I would have her locked in a little tiny city where no one else is around, but. <laughs> like storybrook yes <laughs> storybrook too. number three my last theory involves rumple and bell now that they have been reunited admitted their love for each other rumple and bell will finally have a future together rumple promised bell he'd protect her in the finale so in season two <laughs> we could see him go back to his old dark one ways this will probably mean Rumpel seeking revenge on Regina since she led, since she lied to him about Belle being dead when Belle was really alive and well. Yeah, he's going to be the dark one. Question is, what's Belle going to do? Will she She's going to follow him everywhere. You, you think so? I, you think she'll be sympathetic to him? Yes. She loves him. Yeah, but in in Skin Deep, which is the last thing that Belle remembers, probably, uh, about that, she remembers that he rejected her because he said to her, his power is more important to him than she is. He said that to her. Mm-hmm. Maybe she still feels like she can win him back. I think, I think so. I think he's frustrating. I think Belle's going to have some type of power, too. I think she's so weak, and the only way she's strong is when she shows the weakness in Rumpelstiltskin. So if Rumpelstiltskin's going to be the one, and they're still going to be together, either Rumpel has to become weak or something, you know, lose his power, like, sort of before, and lose his, you know, the the Dark One self, or she has to, to move towards him. There's this gap between them, and anytime they're together, one of them moves. So I definitely think this turnaround, Belle's going to be moving. Hmm. I think she's just going to be able to chip dishes and make them come to life. (laughs) (laughs) 
all you'll have will be a chipped cup and a broken heart. <laughs> How's that accent? Um, passable. Not so much. Passable, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was an accent. <laughs> Once friend Aaron says, thanks for reading my email and hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much, Aaron, for sending that in. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you, thank you. Some great discussion points here. I'm really liking these like last minute theories that people are sending in and the last thoughts of what could be happening before it happens. <laughs> Let's listen to it next week and laugh at ourselves <laughs> yeah, a lot. Really? I, I'm embarrassed to go back to some of our early episodes <laughs> and think about, oh man, we were so wrong there. This yeah. Or that. We need a tally. And sometimes up. scary, right? Well, someone did. So I think it was, uh, Either Joseph, no, it was Jed. Jed Anderson has been listening back through the old episodes and keeping track of who's been right more often. Oh, gosh. And I hate to break it to you guys. Oh, gosh. Well, no, I don't. But he said that I've been right more often. About what? <laughs> About theories. Next week, they're going to use the word the a lot. <laughs> is the theory that we like already agreed upon? Or is it like your Frankenstein theories? Um, and- it's. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, that that's not my own. That's someone else's. But we want really details. Okay, if I came up with that theory, I'd blame it on somebody else too, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Great, he's going to be right now. Watch this. It, it's not my theory. Someone else told me about it, and but as still, they start, believe it, and we don't. Yeah, as they start explaining the evidence, it's like, wow, that's an amazing connection. How many like, times did I say he's not Pinocchio? <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to be Pinocchio. I didn't but I kind of believed he would be, but I really didn't want him to be Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. Referring to August, of course, not Dr. Whale. Oh, gosh. This email came in from Obi's Girl saying, Hey, Daniel and One's podcast crew, this is Obi's Girl. I'm back from my two-week vacation, and I actually had an interesting Once Upon a Dream, Once Upon a Time (laughs) dream (laughs) while I was away. I had a Once Upon a Dream. I dreamed that Dr. Whale had two identities in fairy tale, and he was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This goes along with it, similar to the Frankenstein idea. I don't know if Adam and Eddie, were uh, the writers, were ever planning to bring on monsters, but it would certainly be an interesting twist to his character. From Obi's Girl. That could be interesting. I like it better than Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> considering, well, we have a werewolf. Sort of. We have a werewolf, and uh, what else? We've had the siren. I, I'm thinking of, like, what kind of vicious monsters or something close to a monster have we had in fairy tale land? A whale? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the whale is just a whale. How do you know? <laughs> I think I saw a stethoscope when he was attacking Pinocchio <laughs> and Geppetto. <laughs> This comes in from Kimmy Bear 5. This, I, I love this thinking here. Thinking instead of fairy tale land and fairy tale characters, thinking about our world, but looking to the past. Kimmy Bear 5 says, Will we see a pre Emma time this season? Like Mr. Gold trying to get a baby for Regina or how Mary Margaret got the book? I would love to. I would love seeing that to fill in a couple of holes in the timeline. Love your podcast. You guys are funny and insightful. And I'll try to get sleep after catching up. Thanks, Kimmy Bear 5. What do you guys think? I think flashbacks in Storybrooke would be great. 
I think there's story to tell there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, how Henry got the book. Um, I think it would be cool to see what happened when everyone came to Storybrooke from the curse. Like, if we see the world, like, evolves around them, basically, or or what happens there. Uh, maybe there was something that happened when people first came to Storybrooke that has been forgotten and never mentioned. I would think that Storybrooke, if they do anything, it would just be brief things just to talk about it. I think if they're going to do any, do any flashbacks, like for an episode, and actually have a bunch of content in it, it's going to have to do with not Storybrooke, but our world with Emma and August again. Mm. That whole story that they they skipped over. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else in Storybrooke that... There's nothing I'm thinking, ooh, I wish they would talk about. Yeah. Well, how Henry got the book. And how Rumpelstiltskin, or Mr. Gold, got Henry. I think those are the two Storybrooke things that they could tell. <clears throat> but then, you're right. They'll Emma's that story... A- Sorry, I was going to say they just do that without a flashback, possibly. Right, yeah, it could be that there's actually an yeah. episode that it's... Yeah, flashback, by the way, I do not like that term flashback. Because what <laughs> what the character... What happens in these episodes are not flashback. Well, flashback no, they're not, but not. they could start Yeah, with I, flashbacks. I, I'm just picky about that term. I don't like calling them flashbacks. And, um, but, yeah, Dan, I think you've got a great point. They could do a whole episode that is just like... 20 years before or or something like that. Emma's story. I think there's a lot that could be told. Yeah, definitely a lot. What happened that got her in prison? Who is Henry's father? They'll probably, Oh, that could be interesting if they tell the Henry's father story by jumping back to the past before he even shows up. That could be interesting. Maybe, Hmm. but I want him to show up and then we're like, Oh, who is he? Oh, if if they do the past, then you're going to be looking for that face everywhere in the background. If he shows up and Emma sees him, we'll know immediately. Oh, that's Henry's father. (laughs) As soon as Emma sees him. True. We just got a live caller in on our voicemail line, which, by the way, you can leave a voicemail at 903-231-231. Two 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 one. I don't know why I said the dash, but <laughs> hi. Thank you for calling Once Podcast. Who is this? Hi, this is Guest One, and uh, I've been listening to your uh, podcast for a long time. And I think that someone needs to really think about another adversary. Regina has power. Mister Gold has power. I think there's going to be a third person who may. Is Jim out? Hmm. But that's just a theory. That's just a theory. It has to have an episode. If they're going to introduce somebody, I think that's going to be kind of is Jim out. Hmm. Any ideas whether we've even seen that person yet? I don't think we've seen them yet. I mean, there's only what uh, four characters that has sufficient power to to even. Think about them. You know, one of them's uh, uh, is in uh, 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 the Queen, the Red Queen, but she's uh, she's isolated. She don't want to use her power anymore. And the other one's the uh, the, the the fairy, and the other two is uh, Mister Gold and Regina. Although Emma oh. has magic too, and Maleficent, uh, we don't know if she's completely gone yet. She was dust. I think she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Maleficent, uh, 
they might they should have used her a little bit more. She was awesome, I thought. <laughs> I I really think they will because um, did you uh, play the Facebook app, the um, Untold Stories app on Facebook? No, I didn't get around to that uh, yet. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna have to look at it. I yeah. know you you suggested that, but I'm gonna have to get around to it. So yeah, there's I, that I, mention. Yeah, hopefully that's there's a mention of a blonde in there, an unnamed anonymous patient, and blonde is spelled like the feminine version. So I'm thinking that could be Sleeping Beauty. If it's Sleeping Beauty, then I'm sure we're going to see Maleficent. Yeah, we have to. If you see see uh, Sleeping Beauty, we will see her. Yeah. And I really do appreciate you guys' uh, uh, effort in, in doing this. I really do appreciate uh, taking my call. Thank you very much for calling in, Guest One. We really appreciate it. And uh, great theories. Thanks, Guest One. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. That's cool. Yeah. We could be surprised by another villain. Maybe it's Dr. Whale. The power triangle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Emma has magic, too. Dr. Whale. I will laugh so hard if he dies in the first five minutes of the video. <laughs> we never With know. no backstory. <laughs> oh. That would be perfect. Oh, so many of us would be so disappointed by that. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> You'd be wonderful. Well, look at how they did uh, the finale episode. That we were thinking there would be some big build-up to the curse being broken. And it's like, boom, the curse. Wait, no, not the curse broken. But Emma, Emma recognizing yeah, it. Yeah, recognizing it. And it's mm-hmm. boom, she recognizes it. In the first minute of the episode, yep. it's like, whoa, you hit us fast with that. Yeah, they could. It'd be cool if they do something like that also in season two. Hit us with something right up front. Well, and for me, I thought I had been semi-spoiled on the end of the season or on that aspect because... Jennifer Morrison had said in an interview that Emma wasn't going to believe in season one, or at least as far as she knew, I guess, is what she was saying. She thought she would start to wonder, but she definitely sounded like she didn't think that Emma was going to believe. And so I wasn't expecting it at all. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to explain it away, the turnover thing, somehow a different way, and it was going to be frustrating. And it was like major payoff in the first few seconds yeah and maybe they told her that she wouldn't know maybe she truly didn't know until they filmed that episode they do that sometimes with the cast as they don't tell them so that they think they're a certain way like uh even robert carlisle said that mr gold doesn't know he's rumpelstiltskin he said that in an interview when they had already recorded the first few episodes but then again, that, that might have thrown us off in some way. We have another call in live. Hi, thanks for calling Once Podcast. Who is this? Hi, this is Mary Ferry. I am still stuck on who Dr. Whale is. Mm-hmm. Like, I just happened to have a long drive home yesterday, and I really thought about this on the way to keep myself entertained. <laughs> um, who do you think he is? So there is... Um, one of the lesser-known Grimm stories called The Crystal Ball. And the way that the story starts out is that there is an enchantress who has three sons, and because she's afraid of uh, them becoming more powerful than her, she tries to get rid of them by turning them into other things 
<laughs> and one of the things that she turned the son into is a whale. Oh. And um, so somehow this, you know, the, this enchantress's children have some sort of power that maybe she was threatened by. Well, obviously she was threatened by. Um, so that was sort of an idea. We'll put that in sort of the back burner. But I started watching the, the episodes again way behind you guys because I was trying not to prolong my missing the show. So I decided <laughs> to start rewatching like this week. Um, so I noticed that Dr. Whale looks at, um, looks at red in a way that really, really reminds me <laughs> of a wolf. I still think he might be a wolf hmm. and I'm, I'm not totally convinced. I mean, he's got that kind of lascivious sort of gross stalking kind of look. <laughs> that makes sense. Here's, but I, along that thinking, here's something just to throw out. We never really heard what happened to Red's grandfather. Because remember, um, Granny was so intense when she told that story <laughs> of how she uh, got turned into a wolf too. But we never know what happened to her husband. Yeah, that that's true. And then actually, she I remember Granny making a huge point out of talking about how there were other wolves, and it sounds like there's just this whole community of wolves out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I also noticed that Red is a little bit um, a little bit flashier, or you know, to use an old fashioned term for it, a little bit faster. In the way that she does things, like the extra short miniskirts, the like <laughs> the super high heels. So she's kind of hypersexualized too. Uh, so I just noticed that they had that in common. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And sort of getting back to the crystal ball, there is one of the brothers is sent um, to go and find a princess who's supposed to be the most beautiful princess whatever, she's supposed to be so fabulous, and he gets there, and he's disappointed by her. And it sort of put me in the mind of that, the dates that Mary Margaret and Dr. Whale had, where he seemed to just be, you know, like, okay, maybe I'll try seeing her, but then he was really disinterested. Like, he just didn't pay her any attention at all. Um, so those are just some little hmm. thoughts. It's kind of like a loosely connected set of theories, maybe related, maybe not related, but I did notice that Regina has um, an ability that I haven't seen other people have, which is to turn into animals. So yeah, I was like, that's hmm, true. Maybe Regina's mother could be that enchantress, and maybe these brothers came before her. Ooh, interesting. So, what, what if one of those brothers, <laughs> crazy thought, what if one of those brothers is also Jefferson? Oh, hmm. that would be really trippy. Because there, throughout that episode uh, in Hat Trick, the line was used several times, you don't abandon family. Or uh, they talked about family in that episode mm -hmm. between Jefferson and Regina. Hmm. So oh. who would be the mother? Oh, I don't know. Someone. Oh. Alice, <laughs> probably. Yeah. What? I would say oh, Cora. She's well, got that suspicious enchantress kind of feel to her. Oh, yeah. So that would make Dr. Whale and Regina brother and sister. Could be. Yeah. I'd and seen someone I've else noticed, suggest that. Yeah. yeah, they have a lot of shots together, I noticed. Like, when you see Dr. Whale, it's pretty much with Regina, Mary Margaret, or Red. <laughs> and that's it. And, and there was that time that she kind of hugged him. 
you know, like right after, right after, was it after Henry died or yeah. after Henry woke up? Oh, yeah. that's right. Did she? Yeah. When um, all of them were in there yeah. and the music was really slow and they were crying because Henry was lost, Emma went up to Henry's bed, but Regina stayed back and then she ended up turning around and just crying into um, and, Dr. Whale's chest. Yeah, <laughs> and Dr. Whale was totally startled. Yeah, just kind of like, um, <laughs> whoa, they're there. <laughs> but really interesting theory. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Sure. Oh, well, I want to ask you, you a question. Thank you for having the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, you said you... That fairy tale that you mentioned is a lesser-known uh, fairy tale. How did you know about it? How did you discover it? I I have had a fairy tale obsession since I was three years old. You would you would probably cry and laugh if you heard how many different copies <laughs> of Cinderella I owned by the age of seven. <laughs> so I actually have uh, I have uh, the blue fairy book, the green fairy book, all of it, the Grimm's fairy tales. Hans Christian Andersen, it's all here. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Nice. So. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, guys. All right, goodbye. Now, that <gasps> finally that all oh, four of us are together, <laughs> I can finally read this thing that was intended for all four of oh, us. Finally. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> this was a while back. Um, Mary and Emma had sent in a donation and sponsored an episode and sent in this little letter that says, Hello, everyone. So we, Emma and I, Mary, Emma was too lazy to write. So yeah, I'm writing again. So this time we have four cards for you because we couldn't put it all on one. Everyone gets one. So we also have sent in uh, $10. Don't spend it all in one place. Just (laughs) kidding. But yeah, so awesome job with the podcast. Keep up the terrific work. Thanks, from Mary and Emma. And they made, and we'll have screenshots of this in the show notes, or pictures in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 50. They made little cards for each of us. I got one that is, uh, says the ramen noodle, because that's what I am in our comedy podcast over oh, at no. cleancomedypodcast.com. Oh, no. Jenny gets one that says, oh, no. <laughs> Jenny, you read that. It says, <laughs> It says pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. And then on the back. Couldn't help it. <laughs> ah. Jeremy gets one. Oh my with- gosh. <laughs> um. Please read it. That is an actual kiss. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> We don't know whether it's from Mary or Apparently, Emma. Jeremy's not sharing. Frog it prince. says the frog prince Jeremy and then has some lipstick stains on there and says kiss here to become princely. Ribbit. And then Ribbit. Dan gets the most colorful one. Cool. Yeah, so we will have pictures of these in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 50. Huge thanks for that, Mary. And I know the episode she sponsored was a while back, but I'd been saving these until all four of us were together. I can't believe my card. And listeners, while we would love your theories about what's going to happen, next podcast episode will be our initial reactions to the premiere episode of season two. So, we're going to start shifting our focus. Instead of thinking these overall theories, we're going to go focus again back on the individual episodes as we get them. So, our podcast schedule will be Sunday nights. We'll have the live chat during the Eastern and Central Time viewings of Once Upon a Time. So, that will be 8 to 9 Eastern Time, 7 to 8 Central. 
And 15 minutes after that, so 9.15 Eastern Time, we'll have our live initial reactions podcast. That'll be a short episode, about 30 minutes at most, where we just give our initial thoughts of a lot of it will probably be like, wow, <laughs> and other stuff will be like, but what about this? What about this? What about this? I can't believe Dr. Whale was nobody. <laughs> no, actually, now I'm more excited. And then on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, We have our live full discussion. This is where we include your feedback on this. We may take some live calls. We do some more research. We get some audio clips from the episode. So we discuss things in much more detail on Wednesday nights. That gives you enough time to get your thoughts together, to rewatch the episode if you want, to watch it on Hulu or something like that after it's already come out on TV and get your feedback to us. And it's also early enough that then you can listen to the episode before the next episode airs on TV. So join us Sunday nights at 9.15 Eastern Time and on Wednesday nights at 8.30 Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. Also check out everything else we'll be doing over at oncepodcast.com. We'll have forum posts and screenshots and show notes for podcast episodes and the extremely popular forums over there at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And you can follow each of us on Twitter. The show's Twitter account is oncepodcast. Uh, is <laughs> twitter.com slash oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash fleegon. That's P H L E G O N. And I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. And I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. So until we hear from you next time, remember, magic is coming. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Huge thanks to our sponsors for this week's episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor, and we'd really appreciate your support because it does cost quite a bit of money to keep the podcast running, so every bit helps And then you get to be a sponsor of an episode and show it off to all of your friends and family and anyone you meet on the street. It'd be awesome. So go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.